It's the Sean Pittman Show, where we talk about politics, sports, entertainment, and business. Here is your host, Sean Pittman. Good morning. What a great Sunday morning and a great FAMU homecoming. Stay with us on the Sean Pittman Show. We'll be right back with one of FAMU's finest right after this. You're listening to the Sean Pittman Show. Welcome back to the Sean Pittman Show. Man, what a week, what a week, what a week. Uh, y'all know I'm talking about. It was homecoming week for the Florida A&M University Rattlers, and man, what a week! I'm 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 tired. I always am uh, when uh, the Rattlers uh, bring back all their great alum. Uh, and all the people who wish they were alum <laughs> and uh, just all the friends of FAMU. So, you know, we had to do a show special uh, as it relates to FAMU and FAMU homecoming. Uh, now, we know we had a great football game yesterday, uh, I think. And um, But the true heartbeat of homecoming and the FAMU Rattlers uh, is the Marching 100. And I don't care what anybody says. Uh, if you know FAMU, one of the first things that ever come up is the 100. Uh, I remember being a little kid in South Florida, and you knew about the 100 if you, did, if you didn't know anything else about FAMU. And today, you know, the band directors, they have legendary band directors, legendary band directors. And there was a new one that came in in 2016, and he was sort of, he was sort of a legend already. I mean, people were trying to get out his way uh, to let him come to the helm. Now, I hope, I hope, well, I know one of the old band directors not listening, but I don't know about the other one. <laughs> I hope neither one of them are listening as I say that. But, but listeners, we've got uh, Dr. Shelby Chipman with us today. Doc, welcome. Thanks for being on the show. Wow, thank you, Sean. It's my pleasure to be here. It's an honor to be in your midst. And of course, <laughs> you know, you're a legend in your own time too, sir. Uh, well, you know what? I did my time on that. I did my time uh, and I, I did it. I got out the post office. There's no picture up. I'm good now. But you, Dr. Chipman, I mean, listen, you've been at it now. You've had the helm since 2016. You've been associated with the band for a very long time. You were uh, you a fam, you rattler yourself. You got to tell me, though, because not everybody really uh, gets it from all perspectives. And you kind of do. And, and and I'm hoping that, you know, we had people hitting us up when they found out you were coming on the show to tell us, you know, how, you know, what does what does he feel? What is it like to be a fam, you and coming back to homecoming? Because you're always here. Right. But you kind of it's kind of special for somebody who has sort of lived it the way you have. Right. Absolutely, sir. And, you know, if I could uh, not be too long-winded, but just tell my quick story. <laughs> please, really, please shout do. Shout out. I, um, you know, this is a dream come true, Sean. Uh, I think back to my humble beginnings. You mentioned South Florida and being from Miami and graduated from Miami Northwestern High School where uh, one of our former mayors, uh, John Marks, graduated from and a host of other proud Did he graduate, books. though? Did he? Oh. <laughs> I, I'm not sure he got a diploma we from there, though. <laughs> we got to check that one. But oh. Northwestern, le- legendary. Yeah. And so, you know, I can remember it so vividly. Julian E. White, who was a former director, giving me a scholarship to come to participate in the band program and fast forward to, you know, hanging out on the set and participating in the homecoming, you know, activities throughout the re- week and the vibrancy that was there on the set during that time 
And now fast forward, uh, you know, being associate director and assistant uh, under Dr. Uh, Sylvester Young and, of course, the legendary and late Dr. William P. Foster, who started it all. And I might want to add, Sean, uh, you may not be aware, but Dr. Foster's uh, 100th birthday was this year. Uh, wow, I'm August not. August 25th, 1919. We had a huge celebration and we're honoring this wow. entire season to Dr. William what P. Foster. What a great Foster. man. Absolutely. And when I think about the homecoming festivities and what's taking place this past week and all the energy and efforts from campus folks, community folks, and I think about the band and how we intertwine with homecoming and participate in different pep rallies and step shows and and just all the various events that take place, you know, trumpet players playing at Coronation, the university's birthday in front of Lee Hall where the uh, laying of the Laurel Reef will take place. And, you know, I'm just proud to have this opportunity to serve in this capacity realizing I stand on the shoulders of giants and as I continue to endeavor to move this band in the next uh, millennium and thinking about you know the great time we had at the Terminal Roses Parade which was oh, a yeah, huge which was, event what a showing this past man. year what man. a showing just, you guys did an incredible job up there man well thank you man and I just want to thank the community for their support and so many folks support to help us get out to Pasadena and then this year of course this is a new edition of the 2019 version and we're excited this is the largest we've been uh, since uh, probably back in the uh, mid uh, 2010s and 2011s, uh, we have 275 students. I was going to say, so, so you know, a lot of people don't realize that, right? That yeah. it's marching 100, <laughs> but you can't really do much with 100 people right now, right? It's got to be. It's got to be twice that, right? right? Two times, three times that to really do what you need to do today, right? Absolutely. Dr. Foster started off back in the day in 1946 with 17 musicians, and one of his first goals was to achieve uh, garnering 100 members, and he did that within a year. And, of course, the story is told because we've been in excess of 400 members when we marched in the uh, Presidential Obama Parade and other years. And this year we're right at 275, and we're proud of these students, too. Well, let me ask you something. So, you know, we we it's Sunday and, 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 and everybody after a long week has to take a breath. You're here with us. We appreciate that. But when you when you when you realize that the marching 100 has the reach that it has and. And you mentioned some of it. You went to, you know, the Parade of Roses, which is not an easy place to get invited Absolutely. to. I mean, and, and you guys showed up there. I remember back in the day when you were out of the country. I think y'all did a parade. Paris, France. In Paris, I man. And, uh, I was a part of that group. That was my last performance in 100. Wow. Summer 1989. Dang. Oh, man, I just dated myself. I didn't realize <laughs> it was that long ago. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then, but 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 it's it's just sort of legendary to see the band see the marching 100 in places that uh you know you get invited to go a lot of bands don't get invited to go in these places but you end up there and it's always something special it's not just that you're there mm-hmm. but what, a, what, a, what, what that's stuff we know about the band absolutely tell us something tell the listeners give them a little bit tell us something what do we not know about what it takes to be a world famous band I tell you you think about all the historic performances that you talk about that's a great question Sean and uh, I don't know if I have the exact answer for it but I do know <laughs> that um, every performance that we've created and opportunity we provided for the students on campus well is it the music 
Well, it's a, it's a it's a lot of different moving parts. It's the music, of course, arranged by Lindsey Sargent, who is without a doubt the greatest uh, arranger in the country. And it's the sound of the band. It's the artistic uh, skill set that the band has. No one else in the country has a slow one or death march, and that's a trademark that only the FAMU band has. Wow! No wow. one else in the country has the Rattler. There are some bands that model emulate aspects of that, but it's a another unique trademark that we have that folks want to see on Saturday and Sunday that you only can see unless the hundred is there. We've gotten calls from NFL teams, professional basketball teams, baseball teams. Of course, we perform with Kanye West, Jamie Foxx, and it's that it. It's something about what and we Prince. do. Prince, and Prince. Let me not Don't forget, forget Miami, Florida, where All it actually right. rained okay. during, the, that's during right. the Purple Rain that's uh, right. performance down in Miami. And that's unique, I think, to fam you. And it's something that other bands, with all due respect, just can't emulate. Yeah, if it, listeners, if you're just tuning in, we are talking to Dr. Shelby Chipman of the Marching 100. A lot of you may know him by just seeing the guy tall in stature uh, for many years that's been out there uh, sort of directing this band and working with other legendary directors. Um, but he's here with us today, and he's he's taking most of our questions. He, he's not taking them all because uh, he can't give up trade secrets. <laughs> so some of y'all stop texting, asking this stuff that we can't tell you. But... There was one text I want to ask you about. So there, they, when people like you watch the movie Drumline from a while ago, is that really what is that really what a bland a band at an HBCU is like? Many aspects it is, but one of the first things that we in the music area and band area believe in is student must be a solid musician. They have to know how to read music. And there were some cases in that movie, there was some documentation where someone, some folks did question the amount of validity that it takes to be in a band as it relates to you being able to read music. And so I do want to strike that particular uh, aspect of it in that you have to be able to read music and that's really important and you know we emphasize that at, at FAMU but I will say all of the energetic types of things the students and directors put in place with that cast and whatnot, and the way they electrified the different audience as the football games the interaction the friends that were developed that typically takes place in the band program as well as the model citizens and band programs being ambassadors on their various campuses throughout the country particularly with HBC use is certainly a jewel that we can garner as something that people like to even miss their halftime to see and witness the HBCU bands during the halftime because of the amount of entertainment that we bring to the table. Listen, just a real important question. This is the most important question. Can you meet a Zoe Saldana if you if you're in the band? Can you meet can you meet somebody like that? It's possible. Anything's possible. <laughs> Timing is everything. Hey, if y'all don't know what I'm talking about, you have to Google. That's all I'm saying. I was like, I had to ask that question. Uh, but so, so I, I and I get that. I mean, but you know, those of us, all a lot of us, grew up in churches, and I can mm. tell you, in my church, the 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 piano player couldn't read music at all. <laughs> I mean, which it, it's just a talent, yeah. the God given talent. But 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 um, you know, I, I hear you. And the marching one. So you're saying that you can guarantee that if they're in the marching 100, they can not just play, but they can read. And uh, absolutely, that's part of that's part of the ingredient ingredient standard that that makes you the marking one 100. Let me ask you this: How do you, when you're thinking about music, like when you thought about what you would play? And I gotta imagine that homecoming is as important for the football team to win as it is for the band to do the kind of job that makes people leave talking about your performance. 
Now, how do you come across making a decision on what you're going to play on any given Saturday? One thing that Dr. William You notice how I did a football thing any given (laughs) Saturday? All right. Absolutely. (laughs) One thing that Dr. William P. Foster did and taught and trained all of his students is relevance. We want to make sure that the music, the marching maneuvers, the general presentation is relevant to the audience we're playing for. And so one thing that's unique to FAMU, tell them one, maybe a little snippet of our secret is we have a show planning committee, which consists of band staff members, sometimes even community members, alumni, and most importantly, the students. And so when we gather three, four weeks before to outline any show, we discuss those types of things we want to have on the gridiron, the way we want to look, the way we want to sound, the way we want to go old school, new school, contemporary, uh, saluting the military, armed forces, individuals. And so for this past week's homecoming, we decided that we wanted to go old school. And so we decided on the cool in the gang. I wanted yeah, to go cool yeah. in the gang because that's an artist and a group I didn't think that we had as a, a, a direct uh, show presentation um, presented. And so that's how that came about. And we decided on all the different selections. I think it's four or five pieces we're playing by Cool and the Gang. And then we're going old school with Shining Star. And we're going to play a little bit of that as a ballad. And then we're going to face the student body, of course, as we did, and uh, perform the newest works and the newest music uh, that we know that the student body can relate to. So it's a collaboration with the student body members, uh, the members of the 100, as well as the band staff. Well, you know, and I mentioned the movie Drumline, and we talked about just sort of the there was a there was a there were a lot of little issues they were hitting on in there i mean you you mentioned the issue of of, of reading music mm-hmm. i mentioned zoe um, <laughs> but you know there was another issue too there was a battle between mm-hmm. the old versus the new mm-hmm. uh the you know the president wanted something different than the band director Dr. Lee. who Dr. Lee <laughs> Dr. Lee but the band director was uh, a more I mean he was a musician he was a teacher and he really uh, the art he was into the art and the president was into what makes alumni happy because we need to raise money and we need Absolutely. people to come back is that real? Is that a real sort of a dichotomy between the interests? Not not really. Not with our administration. Our administration at FAMU never gets in the way or, you know, have a particular preference um, because they know also, as I've stated many a time in different leadership meetings, that we collaborate with the students, the community members, as well as the members of the band staff. And we always have a direct pulse on what music is out there on the billboard charts. Uh, we're con- consistently kind of studying the, the artists that the campus students like, as well as the West Side that we know about in Bragg Stadium, always trying to make sure we have that kind of collaboration amongst all those parties. Wow. So so you are I mean, it's been three years now and and you're a young man. So, you know, with your talent and and what you've done, I mean, you really brought the hundred back. I mean, you really have. And a lot of us are are looking forward to, you know, you being, you know, that person for a very, very long time um, to to have your name up there with the Dr. Foster's (laughs) man, which would be which would, you know, listen, we all knew who he was. Mm -hmm. Right. Um. But but I just think one of the best things that FAMU has done is really put a real marching 100 person in the in the position. You kind of grew up right in this thing, and and um, so congrat we congratulate you, and we're so happy to have you here on the show um, to talk to us some about it. But what's next? What's next on the horizon wow. for the hundred? 
Man, I think about that every night I go home and just think about what is it that's going to move marching bands to the next level. I haven't necessarily come up with it yet. We're doing things that are very creative. You know, I don't know if you're at the last home game and we did the huge facsimile of a rattler snake spiral 360 and had our venom uh, to come in and kind of shed some light on how you need to really move. And it was done to one of the student songs. And I mean, so things like that help to put us in another realm that other bands are not thinking about. We surround the field. Most bands don't do things like that you know we're always thinking very creatively and out of the box as it relates to picture animations i mean there's some bands that do that but the relevance of how fam you does it and the energy that we connect with that audience is what makes us different but what's at the next level man i'm thinking about that every day sean or what can i come up with well we're gonna have you back and you're gonna have to tell us about that <laughs> you're gonna have to tell us about that now last question because there's no way i can let you go without you know talking about those wildcats and is that oh, what they Lord. call over there? Is, I is, guess is, that's what they that call What's that little city them? they from? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Daytona uh, somewhere down there in the now, central part of the state. <laughs> so that game always comes up in the holidays, and uh, the game's never an issue, right? <laughs> yes, the game yes. doesn't seem to be an issue that much, but the band, the 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 rivalry there. Um, yes. What 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 do you when I know you you get your committee together, y'all come up <laughs> with the songs. But how do you Is it a different kind of meeting When it comes to that Oh yeah because That game are, It's a different kind of uh, Meeting at this point Because you got these kids That come from the same schools Their parents wow, their they aunties, know each other Uncling them You know <laughs> Attended the same churches And whatnot, And it's just a big deal Yeah It's on that one day uh, Mr. Donovan Wells Banderet is my good friend But as he knows And we know On that day It's a community pride That exudes uh, Throughout that weekend Whether it's the banquet Whether it's the luncheon I mean Everybody wants to be on top of their A-game. We all go down there and have the consortium meetings, and that's all well and fine. But on that Friday and Saturday, <laughs> in that Amway Arena or in wow. that stadium, is on. And we're always looking for that edge. And last year, we had that arrow that shot their way, and that was epic. But we're only as good as our next performance. So we know we got to be thinking creatively this year, because I'm sure they're going to come with something, too, and we're going to be ready. Well, you know, that's their hope, because they can't win the game. So <laughs> so, uh, so they, they, they put a lot of time in on that. And I'm sorry if there's some Wildcats out out there uh, <laughs> uh, I know there's a few but uh, this is fam you land so uh, we gotta That's we gotta right. stand up tall hey doc thank you man no, thank, thank you. you thank you for coming on and this is a busy week we know uh, it, it ain't easy to get away uh, and it's been a long week so thank you we wish you the best and uh, man uh, we 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 gotta have you again, right? Maybe maybe Jamie before the PCC game or after. But uh, well, Sean, I'll come only if you come and sit with the band doing one of these last home games. Oh man, that you said nothing. Okay, there we go. <laughs> you said nothing. So now I got a ticket, y'all. I got a ticket. I, it's hard to get a fam you ticket. Uh, listeners, we'll be right back with the Pittman point. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Sean Pittman Show. Time for Pittman's Point. Welcome back to the Sean Pittman Show. We want to thank Dr. Chipman of the FAMU Marching 100 for joining us this morning. And we want to give a special happy homecoming to all the Rattlers out there in Tallahassee and beyond. And uh, hope you had a great week. We did. Made it through. That's always the theme. Made it through. Now it's time for the Pittman Point. Last month, we had some top-notch women on the show for our Wonder Women Month. Almost seems like we should have done it in October, though, because October is a National Women's Small Business Month. That's a lot to say. Let me say it again. October is National Women's Small Business Month. 
Now, this month is a nod and celebration to the October 1988 passage of the Women Owned Business Act. What is the Women Owned Business Act? Well, this is an act which enabled women to secure loans without a male cosigner, which means you got to walk in there. You didn't have to bring a man. Imagine that. Imagine that you used to have to do that. It also directed the census to track all women owned businesses. We got to know how many out there. And now we're able to tell. And it helps us with determining the inequities that may be out there. The other thing that it did is it established the National Women's Business Council to advise Congress and the White House. So this couldn't be more fitting because coming up on October 17th, the Big Ben Minority Chamber is bringing a fantastic businesswoman. Her name is Cheryl McKissick. Go to your phone, Google Cheryl McKissick. That's M-C-K-I-S-S-A-C-K. She is the CEO of the McKissick Group with over 20 years of experience in the construction field. That's right, ladies. I said a woman over a construction company. This is huge, and she is huge. She's done so much. Well, she's coming down here to speak about her business experience and the incredible career that she has had as a successful female business owner. So, ladies, if you want to be the queens of your castle, if you want to open that door to that business, here's a conversation you need to hear. It's by Cheryl McKissick. She's the CEO of her own construction company. And this is a company that has done major developments in New York City and beyond. You guys want to hear from her. So, this is an exciting time in the Tallahassee business community. I want to thank the Big Ben Minority Chamber for thinking to bring this incredible, incredible businesswoman to our community. So the Pitman point today is come out and learn how to successfully hang your shingle to become Queen Bee of your castle. Open that business and you can open your business that you've been talking about for so long. Now is the time. And for the gentleman, I never forget you because I'm one of you. Spend some money at a woman-owned small business, and not just this month, but all year long. Make it a habit, and our economy will grow, and it will grow for everyone. This has been the Sean Pittman Show, Fam You Homecoming Edition. We'll see you in seven.